Have you been looking for a podcast with transparent conversation, no room for debates? I couldn't find one, so I started my own. I'm Frank Byers, and this is Cycle Breaking. It's gonna take more than the wind to knock me down, more than a little rain to steal my smile, more than this heat to take my guys, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I want to make it very clear. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for joining. However, it is important that you understand the heart behind cycle breaking, or you're going to think this guy is biased and crazy. I may be crazy, but I am not biased, or at least I desire not to be. Um, But it's important for you to join the conversation. So Cycle Breaking is a group on Facebook that you can join. It's where we get to have healthy conversations over debates. Uh, And today's topic is coming from a poll that I posted in that group. Do all black people or people of color assume that all white people are racist? I think the way the climate of the country looks right now a lot of people may think that without a doubt all black people assume that all white people are racist but that's a lie and it's very much far from the heart and the truth that I have known uh, throughout my life and just out of relationships with people that I have met now I do believe that there are black people who do instantly fear and believe that white people are racist. The way I think we come to that conclusion uh, in in our minds, if that is someone who is a person of color or a black person that thinks that way, is that that fear has been either um, deeply instilled in them through their upbringing and the community that they live in, and they have very much... um, experienced it to validate the things that they were warned against taught or feared that uh, had been handed down just through that community's history and I say that community because there are communities where racism is thicker than others uh, and it's evident it is there uh, and it's not that it's always taught to just believe that all white people are racist a lot of times it's taught out of a safety mechanism to guard yourself to be mindful of the situations you can be put in as a person of color or a black person so that you don't make a poor choice in the eyes of a white individual that a lot of times really gets mixed in with just white individuals in general when it really is an authoritative figure that the weight really comes down and the focus is is really meant to be on. It's kind of it's a lot of the reasons why we had that tension with the police brutality and the police in the in the black community. Um, in a lot of areas where racism is heavy, a lot of times when a racial tension rises or racism is in play, a officer will be called out. That officer historically is going to stand up and assume stand up for the white individual and assume that the black individual is in the wrong without getting the full details. And that is not always the case, but again, in certain areas where racism is thick, that is the the case, that is the reality, and that is the instant uh, factor for discipline. And it's not just in the policing uh, aspect, I mean, it's, it floats into school systems as well. Um, if you have a, a class where kids are acting up or silly things are being done and choices are being made, there are instances in certain communities where the teacher 
is going to say something to the black kid and even if he or she wasn't the one starting the 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 ruckus or even really a part of it if they're close enough <laughs> to the situation they would be called out on they would be held accountable for causing the trouble and it would then put into a place of now you're disrespecting authority if you speak up and stand up for yourself and you're talking back but then the question was never asked of what really happened the assumption um, for the teacher or the person of authority was that the black individual was the instigator and the starter and the perpetrator in all of it um, that only works in some communities so if you live in a community where there is that is thick i would say probably quite a few of the black individuals and people of color will believe that everyone there is white is racist um and that's a tension to alleviate and so you're maybe thinking well how do i alleviate that if i a, know that that's my community uh, and it really comes down to conversations and relationships and allowing yourself to realize that when you interact with a black person or a person of color, that you want to um, be able to engage with them to hopefully tear down and debunk the theory of fear. But then also going back to your white brothers and sisters and holding them accountable for side conversations, missteps, things that literally speak um, hatred or racism or lead to a racist act towards a black person and that over time does i'm living proof of that that over time does actually soften the heart and and uh pull back this this filter that everyone in that community that is white is is racist um there's another stance where you will have a group of black people who um do not believe that all white people are racist at all However, there is a cautiousness and a, a, um, a hesitation to trusting that they will not be. And that is going to come back to um, the community in which they, they experienced the, the diverse um, conversations or relationships, friendships, activities, the diversity that was or wasn't there, the interactions with other white individuals. It's going to put them in a place to where they will approach and be less judgmental, but they probably will be heightened to uh, guard their hearts, guard themselves to not be seen or assumed to be a certain way so that it, it is not perceived that they are the typical black male just as well or the typical black female just as well as they are assessing the the white individual that they're communicating with and talking with them and interacting to see if there are certain triggers or certain signs or certain things that they do that will let them know the value that they see in a person of color and how they view them and there are clear tell-alls that um, are universal, I believe, for the sign of an individual who is of a white individual and their understanding or their way of expressing racism within them before it even gets to the point of being a racist. Uh, and then, of course, we know what those individuals look like as well. I think the, the most important part for me, um, I fit in a category that I think is the third category of looking at things, if you can tell, I like trying to look at different angles and ways of seeing things and i'm the type of person where i do not believe that all white people are racist at all and i'll tell you this i believe 80 ish percent of black people feel that way 
we don't instantly think that all white people are racist. A lot of times we only have the relationships that we've had or the individuals that we have um, spoken to or connected with or been around to actually define and help us build this understanding of racism and we because of our relationships because of people we've worked with because of things that we've connected to we may not see them in a in a way that white people may view them and and for me every opportunity that i get to work or connect with someone i don't go into it especially if it's a, a white person thinking well they're going to be racist and they're going to judge me that's a very unhealthy place to be it's a very frustrating um, place to be and no one wants to be in that mindset because then it, you you walk around not trusting anyone it's very uncomfortable it's very it's just weird and but for me, I know those tell-all signs and those phrases and that body language that is universal, I believe, for a person who does have a hint of racism thicker in them than some of them realize, and then some of them are, are I'll say this, very proud of it, you know. Um, but I don't instantly assume just because they're white that they're going to be racist towards me, but I can tell you I can instantly pick up on it if they are. Um, and then that lets me know how to navigate the situation in the conversation. Um, in, in many ways, it's hard to, depending on the, the situation, it's hard to be in a moment with a person who has revealed to you that they are racist in the beginning or they have some depth of racism to them as a black person because your instant understanding is, I may be the only interaction with them, so I want to debunk every theory and every stereotypical thing that they can be processing through their mind right now, while at the same time it's like, I want to check them and correct them at how they're coming at me and the things that they're saying because it's not appropriate. And we have to extend a lot of grace, I believe, in my journey. I've had to because things will be said that are very derogatory that many white people do not understand and even have a clue, I will say, trying to give grace, that they are derogatory. And one of those main things is when you're saying to a a black male, calling him a boy, especially um, as a, uh, a white female or a white male, that is a very disrespectful word and it can seem so innocent. But when you look at the history of that word and what it was used and how it has been abused, to the black community by white males, it is not a term that you want to use. Um, or that girl or that gal. The tension that I used to face a lot growing up in the community where I grew up would be going to do certain events. And I, I can remember conversations from my college days at, with certain alumni individuals that would come around or certain events that were of a older generation, I guess I'm trying to say, um, and they would refer to me as a boy. And I quickly had to learn how to let people know that I wasn't okay with that while at the same time not making a scene because it was very hurtful. And the tension to that would be from those who don't understand it would be like, well, aren't you a boy? You're a male. And it's like, yes, but when my white counterpart walks up, they say, well, look at this young man. What's the difference? <laughs> We're the same age. You know, we are clearly here um, equal serving and connecting or speaking or leading whatever we're doing. But when you refer to him, he's a young man and I'm a boy. 
And uh, recently, a few weeks ago, uh, I was at a wedding and uh, one of my team members were there with me and the, the coordinator was there and this was like recent, recent. <laughs> and she was on the phone with her coworker and she kept saying, oh my gosh, you should see the things that this boy is doing. This boy has this and this boy is that. And my, my buddy uh, team member is from the North and he uh, is becoming um, aware of things <laughs> here in the South. And he was like, does that not offend you? And I laughed and I said, well, it does, but I have to pick my battle. Because in the end, when she sees what I bring to the table, her tone towards me is going to shift. Right now, I'm basically the help. She has no value for me. I'm just here, you know, setting up and it doesn't matter. My worth to her is not as important until she sees what she can get out of me. Now, you can say that I was assuming that and I was pre-thinking um, that she was already going to be hateful towards me. But the fact that she addressed me as a boy already let me know that because I've been in that conversation, that situation. So we set up, we go on. The event goes off greater than what they expected because they didn't know what all we had planned and put together and I was doing for them. By the end of the night, she was like, I need to have you around more and all these things. And I want to connect. You really bring a lot to the table and all these different different um, compliments but also her respect for me has shifted. Not only was she no longer referring to me as a boy, when she was introducing to me to people or talking to other people, it was Frank. I went from a boy now, let me say this, she knew my name all along. <laughs> she knew my name before we even met face to face. But on the phone and into talking to other people and pointing me out, I was the boy. But after she experienced that I wasn't the typical, what I'm believing, black boy in her mind of whatever she has created, I became a human and now I'm Frank. So had I walked into that situation instantly assuming that she was racist or had a touch of racism in her, then it probably would trigger me to respond in different ways. You know, we can set ourselves up sometime to be um, confrontational based on how we inwardly process things and we can miss signals, we can miss communication and so I especially in a situation where that can be the case where I know I'm going it's going to be predominantly white I already know there's a certain way, certain way I have to be have to carry myself have to look have to say I, I know I, this is the phrase I tell a lot of people that I work with, we got to play the game to win the game if I want to go in there and make sure that I can enjoy doing doing what I'm there to do then I have to carry myself in a certain way it's it's the real in my reality and in that space I knew I would be probably the only black if, if others there would be one or two I look at that and I see it as hopefully I can rewrite her understanding of black males while at the same time I have to remind myself that the next time I work in that in that space or with another white female or a male that I don't walk in instantly assuming well they're going to be racist because and it, it is a frustrating tango to play but you learn it at such an early age that it just becomes a part of your makeup you know it becomes a part of your dna and i've been in church situations community situations school situations i've been in so many situations where it's the exact same scenario and when certain phrases are done or certain physical actions such as winking and pointing at, at a guy when a white male does that uh that has faded where i live I haven't experienced that a lot, but I know where I grew up, that was heavy for white men to feel like they always had to wink and 
point the snap and point their finger at you and call you an old gal or old boy. And let me just warn you now, if you use those phrases, stop, <laughs> please. Because those are triggers that you could innocently not realize that you're using, but there are there's history behind that as a derogatory term because you are not a man, you are not as equal to a white male or white female. So I hope this kind of helps you guys understand more of the fact that all black people do not assume instantly that white people are racist. Very, very, very few people, I believe, do because times are changing. Communities are being more diverse. Um, extracurricular activities, I will say, are really changing that because the teams are being merged together and those who make the black community feel like everyone is racist is being outnumbered in many ways and what's happening now in our world there are so many white people who are not just speaking up but they are literally calling out their friends publicly and that is doing more more life changing and healing than you may realize it is not that people want to say fight argue and be confrontational on social media but for so long to have been in a crowded room and to feel completely alone because no one would speak up when they knew something was being wrong. I've been in that position many times in my life and I thank God for the people who are now, the white people who are, who have in my life not made me feel that um, they were racist, but also the ones who are bold enough to speak up and say right is right, wrong is wrong, and no more will we treat people of color or black people this way thank you guys so much for taking the time to uh, journey with me as I'm learning and growing and I hope this has helped you in some way shape form or fashion if not I'm sorry but shoot me a message let me know if you guys have any other questions you can find me on Facebook Instagram and YouTube as well and if you haven't already be sure to check out the cycle breaking group on Facebook there are a lot of new things coming uh, we are days away from launching our nonprofit organization to where we can start actually helping healthy conversations and really start implementing life change opportunities in the communities that we are in to break the cycles of silencing tension and having true conversations over debate Thank you guys and have a great day.